Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's sponsor is Audible, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, my heroes? You guys are my absolute heroes because you've made the Emory album the number one Christian album in the country last week. It's amazing. It's quite ironic, really, that the members of the Bad Christian Podcast and BC Music are actually the best Christian music out there. Thank you so much. We didn't believe or expect that that was going to happen and do so well. We sold more records on the first week of this album than we did on our last release of On The Label. So it's rare. It's not something you would expect whatsoever. But times are a-changing. We're doing new stuff, and it is exciting. So what I'm trying to say is appreciate it. And yes, also I'm bragging here. And this isn't humble bragging. This is just straight-up bragging. We're the best. We are the best so if you haven't bought the record yet, you can go get it at, well, on second thought, don't even, don't even worry about it. We're already totally rich from the first week, so don't, don't even bother. It doesn't matter. I, I tell you what, on, on third thought, on the third hand, please actually go buy it. I, could, I really could do another jet ski would be nice for me. So just go buy it wherever you buy music. And I do want to point out some individuals that in all sincerity have really make, made things happen in the way they have. And that's our music team, Matt McDonald, Reva Hansen, and Daniel Dopp. Uh, these people are very important. They've done, they've done a lot. They really function like a label, and they, they're almost like band members in another sense. Thank you guys very much. And then also, I want to note some people that work on this podcast that works so well. And that is Nick Bunda, Simon Villeneuve. And Brett Baird, so that's uh, they make it happen. It's hard to make this show every week and do it, and they really help out. They're very vital parts of our team. So I guess I'm in a thanking, thankful mood. So obviously, I want to thank you guys just for downloading the podcast. That's what gives us the motivation to just to keep doing it, honestly. And the BC Club, especially, it's your contributions that pay all the people that I've already mentioned. So if you've been meaning to do it, go ahead, join the BC Club. It amounts to about a dollar an episode, and it helps us a ton. All right. Let's get this show on the road. I said a three. I said a two. I said a uno, uno, uno. It's the <laughs> remix. Hit it, Joey. Oh, my God. You sound out of breath. It's the big Christian Okay, Joey, welcome to the Best Christian Podcast. You're again over the phone remote while Toby and I are on the tour bus. That was the, if I could hear you correctly over the phone, that was the Sanford and Son uh, beatbox. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. Very good. All right, so we've been having a good time uh, trying to 
do these podcasts on the road. But when I say good time, I mean not really good time. Some of them have been difficult. It's really hard to do. It's, it's especially hard because the air conditioners running in the background. We're listening. Yep. We're, we're literally listening. People ask about the technology of the show all the time. And how Our do we beer do isn't it? even that cold. Yeah, beer's not even that cold. But the we're listening to Joey talk over a speakerphone on the iPhone and him that. And we're both through reco- the yeah. crust of the pizza that's in his right. mouth. And so we both rec- we're all recording on our own ends of the of the call. So Joey's recording into his laptop and Toby and I recording into my uh, interface right here on the bus. But it is rather difficult. We're giving you that awkward episode a couple ago and last Thursday's episode we did with Jeff Surratt was also recorded right here, right in this space. So it'd be better if we had yeah. more of a, of a mobile studio, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. We keep thinking if we can get stuff together, when we can just get to here, when we can just get there, then this will become easier. When we make enough money, then this will go away. But I've been in this band so long that I and the doing stuff in the entertainment business, I'm I guess it's like I'm com- convinced that it just doesn't ever matter. You never feel professional. You just never do. Like I've been in entertainment <laughs> as a full time job for 15 years. I have not had any other job other than simple forms of stupid entertainment, and I've never ever felt like it was working or professional at all. I'm going to get you there, Matt. I'm going to get you there. No, I'm serious. I, I feel crazy right now because we're in a Walmart parking lot. We're outside of Houston. It's just a bunch of dumb guys hanging out trying to do what seems like a hobby. And this flooding in Houston, and they say our show might be canceled tonight, which means we lose thousands of dollars. And it just feels like the dumbest thing in the world. And I'm trying to podcast, which I say is my job. Well, and I'm just trying to talk to Joey on a speakerphone. It's yeah, crazy. It doesn't help that our loved ones think what we're doing isn't yeah. real. <laughs> my whole entire career is, oh, you playing in that little band oh that's neat yeah. oh podcasting oh yeah that's oh yeah it's, it, the, it's the worst i mean why like if you were going to take something that's semi-valid like music <laughs> like okay i've at least know about musicians and you know I, i'm assuming your silly right. band's silly but then you're like okay but here's a new thing dad i'm doing podcasting <laughs> but no trust me it's real trust me this hey, thing's real Here's what's here's what's crazy is y'all just remarked on your you know parents and family not seeing this as a real job. Someone actually asked Gwenny, my uh, uh, seven year old daughter, what I do for a living, and she didn't say pastor. She said he does a podcast. <laughs> so well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not worried about other legit. people saying it's not real. I'm saying I don't think it's real. Like I, I basically feel fifty. <laughs> 49% of the time, I don't think it's real is what I'm saying. And I felt that our whole career. <laughs> yeah, how, how does my career ever come into any kind of commonality with another person when they say, yeah, I had to wake up early. It was Tuesday morning. I had to get to work, drive through traffic and all stuff. And I say, yeah, I had to wake up on the bus and do a podcast in a Walmart parking lot. And drive 400 miles to commute. Right. I mean, it just it, none, nothing we do is in reality. No, it's just, it never has been. So it makes me believe that this isn't real and it's all in my brain. I'm laying in a hospital somewhere in a coma. <laughs> well, uh, Joey, what's been going on of, since we since we haven't been in Charleston now in a couple weeks, or I haven't been in Charleston in a couple weeks? What's been going on with you? And I can guess the number one thing is um, since I'm not there to hold you accountable, I bet seriously it's unbelievable amounts of chocolate covered bananas that you've just been eating, unreal, right? Yeah. <laughs> how how are you doing? Uh, how are you doing? Let's say accountability wise, Joey, be, with your best um, friend out of town. Wait, what? What'd you just say? Accountability with what? Accountability on not only the chocolate-covered bananas and the pizza, but that online stuff. Yeah, how, on average, oh, yeah, how many yeah. how many boobs and butts do you look at a day that aren't your wife's? Um, 
Well, none online. I would say that I I can say I'm I'm totally clean when it comes to computer. Hell yeah. I def I've definitely struggled a little bit with second looks and Now are we um, talking about looks at food or or females? This is women. What'd you say? This uh, is women we're talking not about. Not food, right? Not food. No, honestly, honestly food too. I mean, I I'm not fat, <laughs> but I definitely have a problem with overeating. So I like last night. I was totally full. I didn't need any food, but I kept thinking ice cream sandwiches in the freezer. I really want an ice cream sandwich. I was watching Interstellar with Priscilla, and I couldn't stop thinking about the ice cream sandwich. But I, I won. Like I, um, I did not eat the ice cream sandwich. So hey, Joey, yeah, I, I would, I, this just happened. To Matt and I, we went and ate at the McDonald's in Walmart, but right before we did started this podcast, and I, I actually asked him this question seriously. He had three chicken fingers and french fries, and there was a ton of french fries left, and he's like, hey, you want these? I'm not going to eat them. And I really did have to ask him the question, how are you able to have that? Like, I, I really do believe, it, it, I, know, I know this sounds crazy, I don't know if I have a turnoff button. Like, I, I ate my, my food completely, and I could have eaten all of Matt's french fries and chicken fingers. There's like a weird thing where he has something that I don't have. Do you, do you struggle with that too? Like there's an actual not turn off button. Like you could just keep eating if you wanted to. No, I hundred percent agree. I do think there there's gut. I mean, I, I'm, I don't want to sound too dramatic, but I, I just cannot even agree more and I cannot even articulate it better. I've been sitting with someone for lunch and they just stop eating after half their sandwich and they start boxing it up. And I'm just yeah. like, how did you, how did you even do that? Like yeah. what, what in the world made you put the second half of a very tasty sandwich away for later just i mean i, I yeah totally I, I just i can't even get over it man it's unbelievable i i'm really trying not to um overeat i mean and it's it's definitely something mentally because i my mouth enjoys food yeah you know but then I mean, so that's the problem. It's just like, hey, I may be full, but my mouth will enjoy some more food, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that is weird. There is, There definitely is a connection with, uh, for all things like that that are addictive, you know? And we definitely think that uh, pornography and sex is one. I think money is one. I think food is one. I think it's these. there's these compulsions that we all deal with, and I do think it's just to different degrees or different amounts of a spectrum. But, uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do here is uh, talk about our sponsor, X3 Watch, a little bit too. So, Joey, said you said you have been having some troubles with second looks lately because I, I know on the road it's difficult. Toby was telling me he, he actually confessed openly to me that he was having trouble. He was doing like his 40 – he was having trouble not doing his 40-second look. At women, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his cap. Yep. As After long as he's not looking, you got to ba- bounce your ass. But seriously, Joe, you're doing good back home there. Yeah, like I said, I'm doing good on the computer, and that's partly due to X3 Watch, and I'll I'll get to that here in a second. Definitely, you know, the beach days are here, the summer days are here in Charleston, and that's all. You know, if if you're if you're a heterosexual dude with even uh, a small hint of of sex drive. You know, you know how guys are. That starts with your eyes, and so you got to be on guard here in Charleston. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely been a little bit of struggling in that area. But uh, as far as the computer struggle, man, it's you know that that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that guys' sex and all that stuff starts with your eyes. You know, that's why when we see our wives get out of the shower, we're just like, man, that's that's awesome. I'd like to do something right now. When we get out of the shower, 
you know, our wives rolls their they they roll their eyes in disgust, and it's just like that. Just looks like a beast that got out of the shower. I mean, two totally different ways of looking at the naked body. So that's why you need accountability on your computer because there is just never a shortage of stuff to look at sexually on your computer. So we've partnered up with X3 Watch. A lot of you guys have heard this, and uh, it, it doesn't get old to us because we're super excited that it is helping people. But if you go to x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian, then you can download either a free version of their program yeah. or a paid version of their program. Uh, both versions are very helpful. They bring on some digital accountability. So you just ask your friend, hey, will you be my accountability buddy for X3 Watchman? I don't want to look at porn, but if I don't have a partner in this, I probably will because I'm a sorry, stubborn asshole that just likes to look at stuff that destroys me. Uh, so if you bring someone else in that cares about you and they don't want you to destroy yourself, then it's it's helpful, man. It's just accountability. It's how it works. That's how it yep. works. So go to x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian. Great job on that, Joey. X3watch.com forward slash bad Christian. I think I thought you did a great job conveying that in within the oh. parameters well, of thanks. a sponsor spot and being honest and transparent. So good job on that. We're going to have on the show a little bit later, speaking of sex, our guests today are a couple of gals named Candace and Katie. So we're going to further talk about sex, which is something that people have brought up to me all, You know, when they talk about our show. They just say, well, y'all just talk about sex all right. the time. And I know it sounds really weird. Or you no, know, somebody told me, they said, you know, I, I like your show and everything, but Toby always just brings it back to <laughs> penis and vagina. Like that, to, that just that's all Toby does. And I, I didn't. Even, I know it sounds crazy, but I didn't even notice it. Like I didn't. Since that person brought that up, I just go, oh yeah, I guess that is. That's almost all. Right. <laughs> I guess that's all we do. Are we m- immature? What's the problem? Is it just lowbrow? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. To, or it, or, no, no. Or is it just because we work with X three and believe in that stuff? Is it that? I don't I, even think it is. I think a little bit of it is we're dudes just being dudes, and that's not good necessarily. I'm not saying it's justifiable even, but it's just dudes being dudes, cutting up, saying stuff that they probably shouldn't, and making each other laugh because it is inappropriate. Yeah. The what some of the things we do. But I have thought it would be, I wish I was smarter to not be as lowbrow humor, and my mind goes there immediately. Yeah. But it does. So. I don't know what I should say. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying that's where your brain is, so you can filter it or not. How many people say, I'm a worrier? <laughs> <laughs> I worry. Well, I'm, I'm a filthy. I'm a filthy. That's just what I am. I can't your condition help it. I'm a is just filth. Yeah, I'm just a filth. So, so, so people have it. diabetes, you have filthy disease. Hey, today Matt w- w- said, Joey, we were riding down the road, and he says he thinks that you are fully 100% Joey on the podcast, that he's 80% himself on the podcast, open eyes, and that I'm maybe 50 or 60%. A mere 60%. At 60%. Best. <laughs> at best. Uh, so, 50. So, so people think that I'm just filthy, nasty, talking about uh, penises know, and all this right. stuff. If it. they could get the other 40%, they would <laughs> Do, do, you, would do maybe you agree die. with that, Joey, that, that, that Toby is not fully himself? Like You know what I mean? Like I'm mostly the way that I am off air. I I think you're totally the way you are off air, and Toby, you're, you're just getting the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Do you agree with that? I don't know. I don't know if it's tip of the iceberg, but to- Toby sixty percent. Toby would be locked up if he talked on the podcast <laughs> how he talked to me and Matt. If people thought he was serious, I have a disorder. Go- I've said it a million times. Th- I think that goes for all three of us. I mean, we've said this before that when the three of us are together and we're talking behind closed doors, there's no way we would talk to other people like that. True. There is just no way. I don't know if I. Agree. No. 
agree with I'm, those I, I know, percentages. No, look, look, look at it this way. What I'm saying is Toby is the most altered or self-aware. I think there's stuff you don't say, of course, but okay. I think you're I pretty much that. being yourself, and I'm closer to that, And but I'm altering the way I talk and the way I'm thinking a bit, True. and Toby is highly altered, uh, most most evidently when he asked Peter from Extol a question. So I'm not talking about just <laughs> filthiness, but like self-awareness and uncomfortable, right. like trying to uh, be a way that's not necessarily the way you'd be if you were comfortable. And that's why sometimes I'm slow on the podcast because my first thought is the nastiest, most god-awful thing you could ever hear. You say, well, can't I, that. I have to go through two or three more thought processes just to get, to get something to say. That, that I can say. <laughs> <laughs> And what does that make Jess? She married me. (laughs) What kind of person is my wife to marry somebody like me and allow me to bring kids into the world? Well, I'll give a sincere thank you to people for giving us the, uh, I'll use the Christian term. Uh, We appreciate just the grace that you guys have extended to us. I mean that seriously in the sense that people are allowing us to not mess up technically or mess up with dead airspace, but to... uh, you know, experiment with expression in a medium like this. I, yeah. love, I mean, that's just too good. It's just too good. It's just too good of a yeah. thing. And my favorite thing about it being that we don't claim any ownership over what we send out or whatever the effects of People tell us the effects of it can be good or this meeting this thing or whatever. But, you know, we don't have any claim on that. Whatever, whatever happens or whatever God does with anything we do on or off the podcast, that's, right. that's all good. I don't, I don't even need the report back for it. In fact, I think that might be one of the flaws of a lot of large religious systems is that they want to document, count, need the credit for, make, you know, make proprietary claims on, you know, the work being done. And what I like the most is when you do something and you just don't, it just doesn't matter what happens. Like with whatever it is, it's out there and then it's whatever. So I think the amount of positive feedback that people give us is not even necessary or maybe not even productive. Like I don't, I don't need it. Like it might be better to save your compliments is what I would say. (laughs) I'm serious. I don't know if you necessarily need constant feedback on you're doing something cool. So Toby, your wife, uh, you know, speaking of her, you, it reminded me of something when, when you said, when you blamed her for marrying you, we had to call her yesterday and and tell her to go back home. She was on the way to the swimming pool in our neighborhood. And, uh, I'm telling you, there was a point yesterday, I would say this time, 24 hours. And I was seriously thinking to myself, I'm not sharing this on the podcast because I was, I was really angry and I was, what are we about to get serious, Joey? Yeah, I think so, man. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Let me get a, a, a sponsor spot in that's something important, and then I'd love to hear your story because I don't actually even... Okay, cool. So making money is more important than my serious No, story. it's cool. not more important, but it but it is important. <laughs> no, it is. So, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so I do, I do really want to tell everybody about one of our sponsors that I personally love, and that is Audible. Audible.com is a leading provider of digital spoken audio information entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word products. So that's what I'm reading from the list they gave me. But really the truth about Audible is it's the thing that, that you can use to keep up on books because for me – People keep recommending me books over and over and over again. And I say, oh, I'm totally going to read that. Or sometimes they'll even hand me the book. I don't get through it. But I'm a person that listens to spoken audio on the Internet all the time. I listen to podcasts. I listen to stuff hours, really, honestly, every day. And so with Audible, I'm able to get through the new 
book that somebody hands me. It could be a theology book. It could be a science book. It can be comedy. It can be light. It can be science fiction or whatever it is. So Toby, Joey, and I use Audible, and we like it. It's a very good service. Um, Toby, have you been? Have you done any books lately? Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think is so cool about Audible is that it kind of works like Spotify. With Spotify, somebody might mention a band, or you hear a band, you can go immediately to the website, check that band out, right? Well, if somebody mentions a topic or an author or, or a book, I can pop on to Audible and find them immediately. One of the things I've been really interested in lately is the, is the I guess, scientist, creator, inventor, Elon Musk. He, he's big on the Tesla yeah. cars and stuff like that. I've just been hearing a lot of podcasts with him and his ideas. So I just typed in Elon Musk on Audible, and there's a book by Ashley Vance that I've been reading that's just really cool, talking about his life and the future and what he thinks. And it was just so awesome of a resource to be able to pop What's on What's the Audible. title of the book? The, the title of the book is Elon Musk, and it's by, by Ashley okay. Vance. But it's really neat that just I heard some stuff, thought it was cool, and then I could pop on the Audible into, and start reading yeah. a book about it. And, and that, that's just so, it, it's so easily accessed through this website. Audible is such an awesome resource to just be able to immediately read what you're hearing about in the news or what yep. you're hearing about in sports or whatever. And you, by you read, carry. you mean listen to, but that's okay. Exactly. Right. It's the same it thing. The same, it to really me. is the same. In it fact, really you is. probably retain it even more. So exactly. get your free audio book and 30 day trial today by signing up at www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. That's right. It's a free trial, so you can go get choose any audiobook that they have in the whole world and listen to it. You get it totally free and try it for 30 days. Audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. All right, Joey, back to the sad story. What's going yeah, on with your bring body? Bring us down. Bring down the podcast, Do we podcast, need to make jokes buddy? ahead of time because it's going to yeah, get serious? Are, like, are we going to be well, able to make can, jokes? Like your Is body sucks. What, ha- what happened? Can I... Can I share the books that I read on audible.com? No, next time. No way. (laughs) Playing for Pizza by John Grisham. Oh, come on. And then there's Pizza Delivery by Robert Kent (laughs) and A Pizza the Size of the Sun by Jack Perluski. Wow. They're all on audible.com. So good books, man. I I have a certain style of books that I like to read. I don't know if y'all could find the common thread. It's like a genre. They're loosely related. Yes, a genre. Yeah, so yesterday, Memorial Day, we got to the beach at 8 o'clock to beat the traffic and brought all the kids, met up with some families, and stayed there till about noon. And then as we were leaving, some of the friends that we were hanging out with, you know, we we're just like, hey, let's, let's keep hanging out. So you guys come on over to our neighborhood. We got a pool there. We can all hang out, let the kids swim, and eat some pizza, drink a couple brewskis. And so that's what we did. And... I I hadn't eaten a whole lot, and I I had one piece of pizza, contrary to what Toby says about me, but I had one piece of pizza, one beer, and then I hopped in the pool, and I just, I mean, I played my heart out, was throwing the kids around and pulling them on little rafts and stuff, and... Some of you know back in 2011, November, uh, Toby made some uh, outrageous jokes and we got some good laughs for those of you that listen to the podcast and have heard all of the episodes. I had a seizure and uh, it was very traumatic for my wife. She thought that I had died, went to the neurologist and he basically said, hey, there's nothing wrong with your brain. Uh, I think he said 10% of all humans will have one seizure in their lifetime, and then 90% of that 10% will never have another one and never know why they had one in the first place. He said, you probably fall into that category. So I'm in the swimming pool, and I start to get a little dizzy-headed, lightheaded. And I didn't think anything of it, but it started getting worse and worse. 
And then I started realizing, holy crap, man, this is how I started to feel before I had my seizure back in 2011. And I started to panic a little bit and it started getting worse and worse. And so I, I went to the edge of the pool and I kind of motioned for Priscilla and I looked at her and she was like, what are you looking at me for? And I just, I didn't know what, I didn't know what to say. And she, she could pick up on just the look on my face, like something's wrong. I said, I, I, I need you to just help me out of the pool. So she pulled me out of the pool, and as I was walking to the chair, I mean, the only way I can articulate it is it was almost like I was maybe working on 70% of consciousness, and the rest of me was going in and out. I know that sounds really weird, but uh, honestly, it just it got kind of scary because I'm sitting there, and that 30% is growing into 40%, and then all of a sudden, it'll be like a flash of 60%, and I'm like, I'm going to collapse and my daggum kids are in the pool and I'm telling Priscilla, I was like, please, please, please. I don't want my kids to see this. I don't know what's going on. And I, I'm, I'm scared really for that reason. I don't want my kids to see something crazy. So I can vaguely remember Priscilla saying something like, uh, telling our friend, Hey, we, let's just call 911 and, uh, you know, just make sure, that, you know, everything's good. I really wanted to just kind of lay on the ground because I didn't know what was going to happen, but then I knew that would be alarming for my kids. So I remember sitting there and I put my head between my knees and I remember Priscilla kind of praying for me. And, um, and then I, I really picked up on the fact, okay, our friend is on the phone with 911 and I don't think anything's bad, anything bad is going to happen. So, um, I said, please just, just tell her to get off the phone. I'm okay tell her to get off the phone and so uh our friend got off the phone and i just sat there for a while um i ate some more food and i was pretty pissed honestly i I don't think i was pissed at god i was just super frustrated because i was just like man this seizure bullshit that i went through back in 11 i thought that was part of my history and that it would never happen again so now all of a sudden i'm starting to think am i going to be able to drive i mean am i going to have to have someone drive me all over the place because i even had uh fellas i had like um this uh involuntary uh body jerk where that i was actually conscious of i mean it was not trying to be dramatic, but it started to really scare me because my whole body would like, and I, and I couldn't control it. So I was just like, I I can't control what's freaking happening to me right now. So anything, anyway, everything subsided. I went home, laid down for a while and Priscilla, very wise move on her part. uh, She said, I want to know what your blood pressure is because I think that maybe it has something to do with your blood pressure. And then that led to, we're just going to take you to an emergent care and just get you all checked out. So Come to find out, um, the doctor was super awesome, asked a bunch of questions. He said, man, he's like, have you been drinking anything? And I said, man, come to think of that, I really haven't drank anything. He said, have you been out in the sun for a while? So obviously everybody's catching on to the fact I was incredibly uh, dehydrated. And so they hooked me up to IVs. And uh, so I just... Stayed there for a while, probably a good hour and a half. And I have to say, man, I was so relieved that it was, you know, he's like, I'm almost positive that it wasn't a seizure, even though all the symptoms kind of point to that. But now I'm kind of at a place to where I doubt whether I had a seizure uh, back in the day, even though I went completely unconscious. I don't know if that was a seizure as much as it could have been uh, high blood pressure or just anything that makes your body 
uh, freak out. So, like I said yesterday, about 24 hours ago, I was like, I'm not going to share this on the podcast. And probably if it wasn't for that good news, I wouldn't have been ready to to share it anyway. But yeah, it was kind of uh, kind of frustrating. So. Oh, it sounds really terrifying in in a genuine way. That, to me, is really, really terrifying. I guess I have no way to weigh in on your physical condition or what a seizure. First of all, I guess a seizure, to me, is is the weirdest thing because it's it's not a real – it doesn't mean anything other than you seized. Like, it's – it's like a, a engine seizes. It has nothing to do with why you seized or what's going on in your brain. Well, that's the most mysterious, awful thing about a seizure. Is it just simply means you stopped. That's like the definition of a seizure. So it's terrifying. Yeah. So whether yeah. you had it or didn't or whatever it is, some part of your body is making your body just it stops, which is it's just yeah. it's horrifying. But the the real the the real element of it is not the medical one, but it's that realization of I don't want my kids to see that. Like that yeah. is terrifying. No, I don't care what the cause or the result or whatever it is, but some something that's so you know that you want to shield them from, but it's really happening and it's bad. And were they would, could they be traumatized lifelong by what they almost saw or were about to see or did see? Like that that thought is too hard to 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 really deal with, despite whether yeah. it's a false medical thing or a real one. Yeah, so you guys would get a kick out of this. I'm sitting there with the uh, check-in nurse, and I mean, I, I'm I'm very I don't know if jaded's the right word, but just pretty frustrated. But I'm trying to keep positive, and so I'm not I'm trying to not let it get the best of me. But so she's just like, "Are you on any regular medication?" And so I go off on my two antidepressants, then my blood pressure medicine. She's like, "Have you had any surgeries recently?" And I was just like, "Yeah, I actually had to get a kidney stone surgically removed." She's writing all this stuff down. It's just like, "I'm a pretty high maintenance physical guy. I've got a lot of problems going on." And so Priscilla starts to chuckle a little bit because she can tell that I'm being trippy. This girl's having nothing of it. She's pissed that she's working on Memorial Day. So then she says, uh, "She's like." You have diabetes, and I look at her. I'm like, no, but probably sometime in the future, yes. And so, just I just started being really uh, sarcastic with all those um, questions, just to kind of, like I said, to try to try to keep a positive attitude. But anytime I can make my wife laugh, that's a that's a good thing. She it it's crazy, man. She really she goes on this. Um, uh, what's it called? What's what kicks in when you're in adrenaline a traumatic situation? Adrenaline for adrenaline. Ah, yes. Adre- thank you. So her her adrenaline keeps in, but kicks in. It doesn't make her freak out. It makes her stay calm. And it's like inside, she's like, I have to do something. I have to do something. But she stays calm to where it. Then when she has a chance to let her emotions out, it's like, oh my gosh, you've been bottling up a lot because she goes into fix mode. You know, how do I help Joey and not pick up attention from the kids? I'm not going to make a big scene. But then when she's able to release emotion, I mean, it was, again, a, a pretty scary day for her uh, yesterday. But well, it's thank all you. good. Yeah, well, thank it's you, Joey, good. for doing that, like, so close to the event, being that close. I, I appreciate it. I know our listeners do. I'm content to not uh, dialogue on this or make fun of you either one. We do have to. We are going to move on. we got an interview here in a second that's coming in hot and so we're going to take a break here, but thank you for updating us on that. I think people really appreciate that that personal stuff, Joey. Sure enough. We have Candace and Katie from a podcast called Free Sex uh, that we're going to talk to about what it is that they do. So Candace and Katie, how are you guys doing today? We're good. Good. Thank you. 
We're glad to have you on the show. We really appreciate it, especially when we can have females on the show. It really is something that we we try to do, uh, but we just don't we just don't know enough females. I don't know what the problem. Yeah, is. Yeah, we have to try to have you guys. Yeah, we, on. I know. And I guess that sounds like already bad that we have to acknowledge it or try, but we do really like it when we have interesting uh, girls on the show. Oh, thank you. We're glad we're here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Um, so you guys have a podcast. It's called Free Sex, and uh, mm-hmm. it's about the. Freedom in sexuality. And what is your tagline? You tell me what it is. So um, our podcast is called Free Sex, and our tagline is Encouraging Sexual Freedom Within Marriage. Yep. We came up with that a few years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> it's, I know. It's kind of broad. And, you know, I think as we started up again just recently, we have a little bit more of um, focus on what we are doing. But that is – it's kind of a broad – statement that we use and yeah i mean it's true though it is kind of broad like it, it sounds very broad and i think that's a that's a good idea but even more specifically you you guys are christian wives that even probably fall into the let me, oh i know what it is i want i want to say complementarian uh theology is that even something that you, that we're, what you guys are yeah um i you know i think we that's hard to say right now because I feel like things are changing slowly within the past uh-huh. few years for my husband and I. But um, yeah, I mean, we have been in th- that was our theology for quite a long time, actually, probably the yeah, last while. eight, nine years. Almost a decade. Both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we are coming out of the, yes, complementarian. Uh, general, of friends the general worldview. There, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. and I'm not saying that because yeah. the theology is important. I'm just trying to get our listeners to frame up really quickly, like w- mm-hmm. you know what, the, just to have a jumping off point, so to speak. I know no, that yeah, your totally. that your podcast isn't really about theology or necessarily Christianity, but sex within marriage in a God honoring right. way that's uh, productive yeah. and healthy, you know, for for the marriage itself. I guess basically, yeah, totally. And we're just, um, I mean, we are, you know, we're we're Christian girls, and we are just kind of like. You know, we don't want to come across as like sex experts because we're not. We just um we're figuring this out for ourselves. You know, we uh-huh. like go week by week and we take a different topic each week and we will interview people for ourselves and get as much information um yeah, that way, read- you know, we like we like we buy sex books now. Oh my gosh, yes. I bought like $50 worth of sex books at half price books. And the, <laughs> and the poor girl checking me out was like and like did it really fast and just kind of sent me out like didn't even want to acknowledge that I have like joy of sex in the pile well so obviously you find a good deal it's like get it yeah well, obviously, you call our eye because, uh, I mean, there is, especially within the, the larger frame of Christianity, there's so, so little people who are talking in a way that could be, uh, that could sound weird or make them sound bad or people could have a bad yeah. opinion. Like, all of Christianity is almost void of that. Totally. So when people yeah, are, yeah. Bo- are simply bold enough to talk about real things and say what they really think... And they have a, a, a good reason to do so. That in itself mm-hmm. is already wildly attractive. I think that's just a, a great quality that is, is super lacking. And uh, obviously, for our podcast and what we were, we were discussing early on the show, we wind up talking about sex a ton as it is. And so, yeah. w- for you guys to be able to be doing this, I mean, do you see it as some courageous, bold thing, or is this pretty natural for you guys to be as free as you are to talk about this on the internet? It seems like a big deal to me. I'm surprised that it that it that it even exists. I think, I mean, for myself, I would I would answer that in two ways. I think I grew up in a Christian household, and it was um it was well it 
it was very like we didn't talk about sex and in fact it was just kind of a, a dirty topic it wasn't it wasn't celebrated and I know that's you know how often do you really talk sex with your parents but <laughs> yeah. for the yeah. most part it was just kind of like dirty right I remember when I was younger and seeing Dr. Ruth on I don't know a commercial or something and being like who is this old woman talking about sex this is so offensive <laughs> and dirty and like I'd be looking at my dad like is this okay why we need to change this channel now and you know now that I am grown and I am a wife and um, I just am like, why sex is something that is to bring a husband and a wife together and our relationship goes so much smoother when there is frequent sex. And I'm like, I don't know why this was dirty or faux pas. Mm-hmm. And I think we want to um, just change the conversation yeah. from like, this isn't dirty. This is very good. Right. And it's, it's a, I mean, it's a tool that God gave us to have fun and yeah. to grow together. Yeah. And even like, I mean, same with me. I grew up in the, in a family where you do not talk about sex, period, other than to judge yeah. someone else and be like, <laughs> that sex crazed man cheated on his wife, you know? And so it was, sex was always painted in such a, like a taboo, um, secretive type of dis- destructive light for me for me and what i realized after going through some like counseling and going through some of like uh there was this like sexual heal not sexual healing but like that song <laughs> sexual the Marvin healing, Gay um, song. small group there was there was like a sexual addiction small group at church for women and i was like what the heck yeah. you know like people can talk about this and you know that opened a whole can of Worms, but good yeah. worms. <laughs> good worms. Yeah, good worms. We like it. Like, I like that I'm able. I'm, and the first time we talked about it, like, even when I first talked about it with Katie, or just like sex in general, other than being like, yeah, we have a lot of sex, or I don't know, just something stupid, <laughs> like, like joking or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was uncomfortable because it's the first time you say anything that's been hidden for so long, it's always uncomfortable and it's always hard. Yeah. But what I realized is once, once I started sharing my story with the select few girlfriends, select, you know, my husband and all this stuff, um, I just, it, it became more natural to me. It wasn't as gross. It wasn't as offensive and it wasn't as embarrassing. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, uh, the relationship that Candace and I have, um, along with some other friends, like it's easy for us now to to talk about sex and to talk about marriage and to talk about like real things that I think a lot of women aren't able to talk about with their friends. I, just for whatever reason, it is an awkward. It's an awkward topic. Like sex is an yeah, so, awkward topic. So give us and give just, us give our give our listeners a snapshot. Like, are you guys talking about different moves? Are you talking about hey, what to do when your husband's not in the mood and how to seduce him? Or can a can a dude listen? Pretty much yeah. like yeah, we do. We um we try to give helpful tips. We um I mean we did do a quickie, which is pretty much just a short episode. Um, we do quickies on like how to give. Uh, oral sex. Oral sex. <laughs> I was like, hey, what do I call this? That's PC. But pretty much like how to give oral sex. And we also talk about like um, how our bodies change after children and, yeah. and having a good sex life post kids when, when your body is just different. Oh. Yeah. Um, and we also talk about like sexual addiction. So like pornography, uh, masturbation, you know, just things that usually guys are kind of talking about um, yeah. in the church. You know, the, the main struggle with guys is always, you know, pornography or masturbation, right? And the downfall of saying that in the church is that 
usually people don't address the women in that category. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, as you guys know, because I've heard you guys, you know, talk about how women struggle with it. And you guys had that ebook. Um, we, we do struggle with it and it's hidden for so long, even like starting from a young age, you know, there's a ton of sexual sin that some girls go through, not all, but some girls. And we just wanted to kind of bring that into the light and make it known so that, other women aren't afraid to step out into yeah. the light. And so they could actually heal from it, deal with it, you know, be restored. Because I think when you're and- in something, you feel like, you, you feel like you're alone, mm-hmm. especially like you said, when it's, you know, um, not, you know, so to say in the light, you just feel like you have this, this terrible secret that you can't talk about. Right. So we want to be like, hey, these are issues. <clears throat> A lot of women struggle with them. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we can all work together on trying to get free from this. Yeah. How, how so does, do you guys, how does do you your, guys uh, give... How does your husbands? Uh, what what do they think about the podcast? Are they do they think like, man, we're badasses because our wives are sex experts? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they they encouraged us since the beginning. You know, like the very first time we even talked about doing this was about five five and a half years ago, and. Uh, we were all sitting on a couch together and we, you know, we came up with the name together and we kind of just talked about what our boundaries were, right? Like, and so the first episode we recorded, it was very much like, well, my husband does this and I do this. And, you know, and they, they my actually, favorite thing is they actually, they listened to it and they were like, you guys can't be so personal, please. And so we actually had to re-record the first episode. Everybody knows everything about our sex life. Thank yeah. you. So we started using terms like oh I have one friend that is like you know even though we're talking about ourselves and I think now I once heard a girl say <laughs> yeah I heard from a you know, yeah it's just it's like cryptic <laughs> but it's all us um but now you know they're super supportive still and I think they're just great guys and we even have them on the show a couple of times we're gonna yeah. do ask the guys questions on the show and that's coming up in a few weeks here too but um yeah they're just really supportive and if anything, I feel like they want to have more sex, so we talk good about that. I know they're like, okay. Well, <laughs> well on one we hand, I think that would be really practice. Yeah, on one hand, I think I wouldn't like that very much at all if my wife did that. But on the other hand, I don't have to worry about it because there's no chance she would ever do that. So, <laughs> but something's confused yeah, totally. me about what you're saying there. You're saying you started five years ago. Tell tell me about. I mean, you've been you don't have five years worth of episodes before. What's right, right. What? No, that's right. Yeah, that is true. We started about five years ago. Um, at the time, both both of our husbands worked at the same church, and um, which is also why we went by aliases. I was Marie and Candace. I, yeah, I was Noodle. Noodle. So we were Noodle and Marie talk sex. Which is- <laughs> did y'all think about like doing like crazier names like Jasmine and Brittany or anything? Like, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't want to like we were you know incognito and not. And not letting people know about it. Like, I did not tell my mom. I did not tell any friends. It was just kind of like, we wanted to kind of just keep it as anonymous as possible because um, the fact that they did work at a church, we didn't really know how their superiors would react to them. Superiors. Sure. (laughs) You know, their coworkers. Yeah, their coworkers and their bosses and stuff. They were like... We didn't know if they would be supportive because the environment that we were in, it, it seemed like it could really go either way. Like they mm-hmm. would either give them high fives and be like, sweet. Or they'd be like, mm, you know what? That's inappropriate. And we need to, yeah. we need to talk to your yeah. wives about that. Yeah. And we, I also, I was talking to, to uh, my husband, we call him Mr. Big <laughs> and, and Katie's husband is daddy magic on the show. So we <laughs> chose their names. <laughs> we chose their names. But I was talking about did it you, with him did today. You just, did you just say your husband's called Mr. Big? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That's from my Sex and the City, right? Big, and Katie's is is Daddy Magic. <laughs> <laughs> they named themselves. Yeah, they totally they named themselves. <laughs> we we're like, let's give you cute names, like yeah. <laughs> Sir Gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was talking to him about it today too, and I was just saying how much fear I had you know, five years ago, because there was this underlying thing where I felt like, don't get him in trouble, you know, like, don't get him fired. Don't be embarrassing to him. And so everything that I did and the way that I functioned five years ago is completely different than the way I function now. And it was mostly out of just, I was a newer Christian. Um, I had gotten him in trouble before, you know, like that, and that's a whole different story, but So I was always, yeah, I was functioning out of being scared that I was going to get him in trouble at his job and at at the church. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so then we just started having more kids. Excuse me. Like uh, when we started, we had two kids between us Mm -hmm. and um, life just got busy. Like we have seven between us now within, you know, the six years. So we were just like, it was just really hard to kind of keep up in between uh, having babies. So now that we're both done having babies, we're like we have a little bit more freedom of scheduling, maybe mm-hmm. not freedom of time, but we can at least schedule our time a little better. Um, and this is something we really wanted to continue to do. So, yeah. and it's our outlet more yeah. than anything. Yeah. It's, it's our two hours to get together and chat it up and be us. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so diapers. Yeah. So you, you did stop. So you just did a few episodes. You just did a while of, uh, you did episodes for a while back five years ago and then you totally stopped and you're under aliases, mm-hmm. but now totally you're, you're going to, you're going to, you're totally back. You're going to start with a new feed and you're going to do it under your real names and yep. keep, keep it going consistently then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd have to say, I really, we really admire that. I think that, it, on one hand, it seems scary to use real names on a podcast like that. It really does. Course, yeah. But totally. at the same <laughs> it time, it's, it's super brave, and I think it really signals something uh, that you're willing to do that. Because it would obviously be easier not to. So the fact that you're willing right. to do that is going to lend some credence to, I think, your voice and and you know, how people will take that. At least I hope, I hope it will. And that's what we were talking yeah, about that earlier yeah. on the episode for us is we don't, I, I don't know if it's good, the stuff that we do, or if there's stuff that makes us look bad or we do wrong, I guess maybe almost that's our strength is just allowing that to, to exist. So there's something going on in culture now where people are more ready to be free and to be honest mm-hmm. than they ever have been before. So m- while there's courageous yeah. individuals like you guys, it's like the whole Cultures like almost asking for it or ready for it. Do you think it's way different? Yeah. Like, do you think that's what's going yeah. on? I do. Yeah, I think that's I going on. That. I think that vulnerability and transparency is huge right now. And yeah, I think that if you don't have that, then people just don't really listen. They're you not know? interested. Like, they want to know who it is talking and what they're really actually struggling with. They because people yeah. can sniff out BS from yeah. a mile away these days. Yeah. Like, even, you know, even the way I talk to my friends, like if I get in my head and start like manipulating a little bit, people can smell that, you know, people pick up on that. No, yeah. they're not stupid. And if it is genuine, um, you know, people are going to connect with that mm-hmm. and um, it, it'll be just more meaningful for yeah. them, I think. Meaningful yeah. Hey, so, so can a, uh, can a married dude get something out of your podcast as far as like what women want? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. In fact, we we try to at least be, you know, at least two voices of women, yeah. um, you know, speaking to the husbands. We actually, uh, actually, the first episode next week coming out, 
it talks a lot about how they can encourage their wives and also help get their sex lives back yeah. after after children. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. and that's not the only episode we address the men. We actually address the men quite a bit just because at least we feel like we can because being women, we feel like we, we can give that honest perspective and being like, okay, and husbands, if your wife is or – yeah. Or even, yeah. yeah. Especially if they're, I mean, if husbands are married to wives that don't really voice what they need or want. because And part of that is because first, why, you know, sometimes girls aren't very good at communicating what they want and expect their husbands to be mind readers. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe a little bit too shy or too embarrassed to be like, actually, I want this and this and can you do this, you know? And so we just want to, yeah, we... We want to help the husbands um, to even just get the conversation going and even just like introducing them to like, this is how you could start the conversation. Like, how can I serve you or how can I love you or do you like this or how would you feel about trying this? Yeah. So what about single people? Is this podcast for single people? (laughs) Single people definitely. I mean, we've talked about that. Like, uh, yes. I mean, I think you could listen to it's it. It's yeah. addressed to married people. I think that um, single uh-huh. people can uh, glean something from it. You know, I think that. Um, but, but it's it's addressed. <laughs> I, I guess I shouldn't so positively say yes. I just think yes, sure. they can listen to it, but it's really addressed more towards married people. Yeah, yeah. if I was a young, like, if I yeah. was a young, if I was a young Christian dude, I'd probably struggle <laughs> listening to y'all oh, talk to- about sex with your husbands. And totally, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And we, yeah, we're we're not oblivious to that. We know that that is probably going to happen, you know, and yeah. um, definitely we have that on our minds too. And <laughs> Katie and I, when we were we were recording yesterday, and one thing we were saying was. Hey, if you're single, you can listen to this, but you know, if this is going to get you all hot and bothered and horny and then you go do do something something stupid, stupid, turn it off. You (laughs) know, like we don't, please, like this isn't for you. Please practice self control. And although I know that we can't, we can't control anybody. So, yeah. I mean, I think single people who are like engaged eh, might help. Yeah. I think it would be really helpful for the girls, maybe not the guys, but yeah. um, One thing I, I could recommend is, you know, like couples listening to it together, like maybe engaged couples. Like if one of the girl, if if the girl listens to it and goes, "Hey, here's something about honeymoon sex. Here, you should listen to this before we get yep. married next yep. weekend." You know, I think that could be helpful. Yeah, I think so too. So what's the dirty? What's the dirty line? Like what? What do you not cross? Because it sounds like you're talking about some, you know, pretty openly about stuff. Like what is? What's too graphic? Where do you stop? <laughs> I. <laughs> Uh, we're I, pretty graphic. I was going to say, we are kind of graphic. No, I mean, I think it all depends on, oh man. Um, Katie's like, oh my God. I know. I'm like, oh, maybe I, I maybe we are too graphic. Maybe we are too graphic. Yeah. I think that it's, I think it's depending on what we're talking about. Like, you know, I mean, we're, we won't go into like, you know what I did last night and like go into graphic detail, but mm-hmm. it's just, um, I mean, the words we choose to say aren't necessarily, um, what you'd hear at church, you know, I mean, we, we sit and like, it's, it's really just a conversation about sex between, mm-hmm. between me and Candace and everybody who's listening, but it's not, um, I do don't you, know. Do you avoid yeah. slang ter- type of, of <laughs> for instance? We do not avoid slang. Okay. So we used to, the, when we first started, it was ridiculous because everything we said was like it was, super clinical words. It was very, so we'd very be clinical. like, you can find, you, you know, like, <laughs> 
manual stimulation instead of like hand job, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. and now, now that we're a little bit more real, we don't say manual stimulation, we say hand job. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> we're a little bit, we're, we try not to be crass, but right. there's times when we are, because that's just kind of who we are. And we joke around like that, but, um, we do try to be a bit more respectful. So, uh, we try not to like, you know, drop, drop the F bomb, um, or, you know, say, say, I don't, there's certain words that we won't say. I yeah. don't know if I should say them right now. We don't but the, really they're use, words that you no, wouldn't use it. anyway, basically. I'm just kidding. What, what certain words? <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't say, you know, we wouldn't say the P word. So you say yeah, it on I'm our saying. show. Yeah, thanks for saying that on <laughs> our show, you jerks. <laughs> you won't say it on your show. Just dump it here. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to beep it out. Just beep it out. It's too embarrassing. Can you please? Can y'all please pick up the filth that y'all just dropped on our show? <laughs> hey, can I throw? Well, we can I throw a practical? <laughs> yes. Can I throw a practical question at you guys? I uh, I heard this one recently, and I actually had it written down to talk to Matt and Toby about. But hey, this is perfect to ask you guys. So. What I'll paint a picture for you, and this happens obviously a lot every time a girl gets pregnant. But so you have a dude that doesn't want to go without sex for the nine months of nausea and feeling fat, and then also the uh, nursing and all my kids need me, they need my body, and you want sex as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the 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 dude really wants to have sex so is the wife more in the wrong for expecting the husband to just go without any sexual pleasure for that time period or is he more in the wrong for saying hey i I still need mine like how how do you guys uh think through that scenario well that is an excellent question that's me being (laughs) professional um okay so you know like we said not sex experts but in my opinion um, there is, there, there's got to be, a uh, the, you know, the line, the common, what do you call that? The, um, compromise, the compromise, there's gotta know. be a compromise. Um, because I think that if the husband or, or the wife, if they're going without sex, it's going to be, it, it will be bad on their relationship, whether she's feeling sick or, you know, mm-hmm. not able to, um, on the other end, she could get bitter if, if he is constantly demanding it but i think um they're they'd both be in the wrong if if she's not having sex with him and if he's um holding that against holding her that against her sick, yeah um so i guess uh, well here's some practical tips for advice. you is this toby that we're talking to it's joey uh, joey asked the question joey joey okay yep. so here's a pra- practical tip for you um if she is if she is busy, you know, nursing. Oh, my, hey, my my wife's not pregnant, by the way. So, okay. uh, well, well, whoever whoever we're if, if this girl well, that we're talking th- about throwing this out there, yeah. One thing that we have started talking about and really recommend is something called chore play. It's the new foreplay, <laughs> and it's as ridiculous as it sounds because it's exactly what it sounds like. Exactly. Chore play. Um, you serve your wife by helping her around the house so that she has less on her plate, and that can. It really works. It, it really, really works. Does. And if if you do have a new baby, like it's hard. But if you if the husband can get up um, at least even once um, during the night, once during the night, even if it's just a few times a week, um, letting the the girl sleep some. Like honestly, 
she will notice that she's being served, um, at least in most cases, and it does work and it does um, help her yeah. desire sex more. Right. Because if she's not sleeping at least four hours straight, um, she's going to be all messed up. Yeah. Hormonally, emotionally. And yeah, of course, she's not going to have, have sex because there's she's a wreck. She's a wreck. And <laughs> she's struggling like, to just be. Yeah, exactly. To survive. Yeah. I think that's what's so tough uh, for guys and girls, though, is that like guys don't understand that, that we need to serve our wives and do things outside of the bedroom to yeah. for for our wives to be turned on. But for guys, all our wives have to do is exist and we want to have sex. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. All you have to do is just exist. And I, I, I want to have sex with my wife. Yeah, she the, exists. I want to have sex. For with sure. Her. The scenario is like this. It's like, honey, like if, if I came home. And was like, this has been the worst day of my life. I only got an hour of sleep last night. Uh, I, I actually was fired from my job. I had a car mm-hmm. crash on the way home. I got a really mm-hmm. bad hangnail. And I, I haven't eaten all day long. And this has been all. She's going, oh, honey, I'm so sorry about that. I guess you don't want to have sex. What's going to bed? I say, no. What are you yeah, crazy? What, what, what are you insane? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> you lost your mind? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Just Why would you say that? <laughs> but the opposite is true. Yeah, I, I, it's really funny. In my own marriage, I have realized that, and I do the worst job at it if my wife was here right now. But I realize if I – it's it's so foreign to me to go washing the dishes equals helping me later to make my wife want to be in the bedroom with me or something like that. It's just a – it is a really foreign thought for a guy. Yeah. Totally. I mean, and it – you know, it makes her feel loved. Like, and I think that at least – I'm not going to, you know, put all women in this category, but I think – if they feel like their their husband truly loves them and cherishes them and mm-hmm. doesn't just um, you know isn't just excited about them in the bedroom, then um, they're going to be so much more attracted towards the idea of having sex. Yeah, and another thing too, um, when you guys were talking, like for that example, you got in a car crash, you lost your job, everything's Terrible falling hangnail. apart, and you, yeah, <laughs> one of the things that I feel like we need to talk about more, even on our show, and actually practice is. Um, when my husband comes to me and honestly tells me how he's doing, like not like, oh, I got fired from my job. Crap. You know, like when he's actually like, I just feel, you know, like when he's honest about his vulnerable. feelings, when he's communicating and vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable is the key word here. There's something in me that wants to nurture him and like take, take care, care of, of him. him. And I know that part of that is just being available sexually for him. And so when he's able to connect with me and be honest with me, and if I can see that he really is struggling, like in, in his soul, um, that (laughs) it sounds like pity sex, but it's not, it's like that increases his chances. I hear you loud and clear. Now, what about, um, what about the complete opposite extreme? Like there are, there are females who, uh, their husband, they don't connect with them at an emotional level at all. And I mean, they can equate having sex because they're almost forced to. I'm not talking about rape, but a husband that Mm -hmm. makes her feel guilty, like, hey, well, you know, of course I don't connect with you emotionally. I mean, we never have sex when in actuality, let's just say in this scenario, it is the dude's fault. He's never around, never asked questions. But when he wants sex, he wants sex. I mean, how... How do you how do you talk to a? I mean, do you encourage? Would you say, yeah? Address I mean, that. she still should probably have sex. I mean, well, well not Christian necess- books would say yes. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know? A lot of Christian books would say yes, but I, I mean, in that case, I mean, the dude needs to step up too. Like, if he's not, you know, they both need to get what they what they need in the relationship. And I mean, at least 
I realize that more sex often equals um, a smoother, happier marriage where the guy is, you know, a little bit more emotionally available. They're bonded, yeah. They're bonded. But in, you know, certain cases, I don't think it's, you can't always just put that on on the girl. I don't think. And, you know, yeah, we're not therapists. I think that... um, those those cases we do have to be really careful it and even yeah. like just the way we even talk about it because yeah. most likely what could be he's just being a jerk right like and it's kind of a downward spiral if he's being a jerk she's not going to be attracted to him or yeah. want to have sex with him but if he is forcing her into doing that um and even using like scripture to do it I think he's a jerk. <laughs> like, I think you're a jerk if a you do that. You know, jerk, I think yeah. that Absolutely. a woman needs to be loved well. Same with a man, but a woman needs to be loved well. And he, you, when there's like tenderness and actual care for her, um, that's just where the woman flourishes and can start opening up. Yeah. And there's, yeah. I mean, there's so many side things too that could be going on. Like if the girl, if there's sexual um, abuse in her past too, like all of, all of that stuff will be playing into it. Um, if sexual addiction is in her past or his past, all of that sin, if it hasn't been dealt with, talked about, if they have, you know, like if it, if she hasn't healed, if he hasn't healed, if he hasn't confessed sin and repented, like actually repented, all of that stuff is going to get brought into the into the marriage bed, yeah. and it's going to affect it, and it's just twist it. Yeah, yeah. it's something all that right. I mean, we don't have it figured out, but I know that the more you work on it, the more you talk about it, the more help that you seek, and the more grace that you give each other. That's where. Love can be made. <laughs> yeah. Literally, no, I, yeah, I think literally. too. I, I think what you guys are saying. I I really believe that most people would benefit from just even doing their own podcast and just talking about these things. Like if you could record yourself just literally being honest about your sexual preferences or the things that you dislike or even the things that are tough in your marriage and then let your spouse hear that honest account, it wouldn't be an attack. It would be just something that was real and then you could move on from that. But usually, I feel like when we end up talking about sex or... Uh, the lack thereof, it's when the, in the context of an argument. Like you, we avoid, 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 and then it builds up, builds up, builds up to where uh, then th- then folks are yelling at each other saying, well, we don't even have sex, so I don't even, you know, and, and it never, it's not really ever beneficial where if you could just start just on your own, just even recording your own self saying, hey, the reason why I think we don't have sex but once a month is because of this, this, and this, and this is just how I feel. Absolutely. Yeah, I think if both yeah. spouses could hear that, so that's why I really do appreciate your guys' podcast is because it really does sound like, first of all, you two are, are good friends and you care about each other, but also you're doing this even risking your own you know, identity and, and uh, people saying stuff about whatever. Repetition. They can say anything they want about you <laughs> because it is important to be honest, and that's what the, the big goal of, yeah. I think, our podcast and your podcast is. It's not sex is something that is super important and needed in marriage and but to be honest about it is even more important wait yeah. you guys are getting flack for this y'all are seriously getting flack us already uh no not yet not, <laughs> not yet but we are we're but expecting we're it we're expecting it and we almost we almost want like someone to filter our emails for us because we know it's going to start coming in yeah um it seems like uh, sadly that christians can be the meanest sometimes the yeah that's offended. what i was thinking yeah um you know and and that's okay. I think that, I mean, my strength is honesty and it always has been, but it has gotten me into a lot of trouble. 
even though it's <laughs> and my strength is avoiding, so it really works. <laughs> so you protect yourself that. real well, Katie. This is like a big step for Katie. <laughs> this is. I'm like somebody's gonna say something mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So so Matt. Matt keeps texting me and he wants me to ask you, is there any one liner that increases the probability of having sex right on the spot with his wife? Matt, you're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Matt, why didn't you just say it? Did you not yeah, want to get in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> didn't you just say that when you, you know, have a podcast that your spouse can listen to? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm picking on Matt. He didn't say that. Just okay. kidding. <laughs> one liner. Hey, how do how do people find y'all's uh pot? Do they just type in free sex? Because uh, obviously, whatever they type, there's gonna do be a lot Google of. Do not Google free sex. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do yeah, not yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah. And we tried to get it. It was taken. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We did try to get it. Free sex pod or free sex podcast. Yeah, freesexpod.com. You can find us on there. And yeah, then if you're on iTunes and you search for free sex podcast, it should come up and it is going to be in the Christianity section or it is in the Christianity section. Yeah. Great. Great. Y'all, well, y'all are about to get. Y'all are about to get booted the hell out of the Christian section, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I know. Probably. It's all right. They're like, they don't belong. <laughs> yeah, we don't belong. And I think that is okay. Well, I mean, but who does, right? Like, right. I think if anything, I'm I'm done living to protect um, this weird image that I think that I'm supposed to have. Yeah, and, and just to kind of please everybody. Yeah, and I'm, I don't. I even told my mom about it, you know. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't wow. do that yet. <laughs> and she was just like, "Are you sure? I think you should go buy a fake name." I was like, "Why? I don't care. I want to be honest." I like that. I got all defensive. <laughs> I appreciate that like, so right. much. Thank you guys for coming on the show today. We appreciate, really yeah, enjoy definitely. talking to yeah, you. Yeah, this is great. You guys have a really good chemistry, and we look forward to your show and everything you're going to do with it. Oh, thank awesome. you so thank much, you so guys. much for having us, you guys. It was, it was awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Okay. Candace and Katie, everybody. Thank them for being on the show. I enjoyed that. They're, they're pretty, yeah, they they're got awesome. a pretty natural laughter ba- uh, going it's on. It's definitely two friends just goofing around, yeah. talking, being having fun. So that I think that adds to their podcast a lot, for sure. I mean, 85% of the laughs that we do on this show are pre-recorded tracks that we just trigger. Yeah, we, sound we had to pay a company yeah. to we do that. We have to pay a company for our, for our laugh track. So. <laughs> Good one, Joey. <laughs> I definitely would not want uh, Priscilla to do a podcast like that. Like, I, I just don't think I, I'm not knocking them. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would like that. I would love it if Jess did that. You would, really? Yeah, I would. Are there, you serious? There, It'd be the greatest thing in the world. I just feel like, yeah, I think it would, honestly, I know this sounds crazy. I think that probably even free, would free her up even more uh, in the bedroom right. and just talking about it and thinking about it. And then, you know, she would even think of it as we got to have sex because I need to experiment or try something show. or, yeah, for the show. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it would well, be, I think you're right. I'm sure it would be, actually for, be helpful and healthy for everybody if they did do that. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's. I already walk around, and people know about physical ailments and you know depression <laughs> you know, and me kicking enough. dogs in the face. I don't want people to imagine me in certain sexual positions with my wife. <laughs> well, like, I mean, to, to how, be fair, nobody on earth wants to think about you in a sexual position. Yeah, nobody does. That's all right. All right, let's do some news, big boys. Yeah. In a world. Where if anybody heard about Joey's sexual history, they would vomit. My name is Toby Morrell, and this is the damn news. So Toby, 
it just occurs to me just then when you do that that whenever you do whenever you start the inner world thing for yeah. sure that there's you absolutely never plan that no i don't like you say like in that case you said in a world then paused and had no nothing you were going to say and it, it comes to you every time yes it does like you you finish the the d on the word world before you start thinking of what you're going to say next. For sure. Yeah, there's, there's no other way. I think I, that's me being totally professional. Well, what do you have for us? All right, well, I thought this one would be interesting for you, Matt, because this is, it's not, I don't know if this is necessarily science-related, but kind of. Is that I, and, all I am, the and, science guy? And, and I do wonder if this would, talking about Joey's body and how, how it affects him, could this potentially be dangerous for Joey if he I did this? I have lots of other interests, you know. I'm I know a, you do. I'm a guitarist. That's I'm true. A per, I'm a husband and a father. I mean, You're a husband. It's not just, it's just, you not are just a science. Um, this comes from Yahoo.com. Is swallowing gum dangerous? No. Whatever, dude. Uh, you've heard that if you swallow gum, that it does not uh, what, dissipate digest. or go away. So it saves your stomach seven years. For seven Whatever years. Whatever it is that exactly six-year-olds right. believe. According to the BBC, an inquest into the 2011 death of a 19-year-old, Samantha Jenkins, from Lanella, Wales, showed that her love of chewing gum might have contributed to her death. She had low levels of potassium, magnesium, and sodium in her body when she died, leading experts to wonder if the 14 pieces of gum she regularly chewed a day kept her body from from absorbing vital nutrients. But... This is not likely, according to Ronald Kishner, MD, toxologist, and the medical director of Nebraska Toxicologist Regional, or you know, toxologist? Toxicologist. Okay. Maybe toxologist, too. Millions and millions of people safely chew gum every day without a problem. Most likely, this is an incidental finding, and they're just associating her death with gum. But... My question is, where does the, where did this this rumor come from? Why well, first, do, why are people so scared well, of swallowing gum? The article gum? doesn't say she swallowed the gum even. No, does it? it doesn't. It just says she chewed the gum. Right. So that's already off the topic of the urban myth that if you swallow gum, you it stays in your stomach seven years. Now, anybody that knows anything knows when you eat something that you don't digest, it comes out in your poop like corn. Yep. Or in the case of my dog Reggie, pieces of metal, whole paper towels, plastic zip ties and in one case a dollar bill so you yep. poop out stuff when you when you can't digest it right. so at, there's nothing there's nothing to swallow and go. Well, basically this this goes on to say that uh anything the truth is that anything can be poisonous if you eat or drink enough of it no matter Inclu- what that includes water water is essential for life and and you must have it to survive but if you drink too much of it in a short period of time you could die so basically it goes back to moderation chewing too much gum and swallowing it too often would actually could cause a blockage in your intestines, for example, or something like that. But it's highly unlikely, but it could be dangerous. Yeah. So, J- no. Joey, you chew gum now, don't you? You used to be a Tic Tac guy, but now you chew gum. Do you think that's causing some of your health issues? Uh, no, but I do. I have a piece of gum in my mouth pretty much at church all the time. And before I go up on stage, I usually, uh, a lot of times, I'll swallow it. And there's been one time where I've gone up there and I was like, crap, it hasn't gone all the way down. It's made me nervous. But uh, so, yeah, I swallow gum. I like pizza. I like gum on my pizza, like bubble gum and you ice like, cream. I like yeah, it in pizza. You like pepperoni and dentine? <laughs> yeah. All right, oh. going with your second stupid ass story please will you go on to the next one there's not much conversation that can come out of this one young man and so next time maybe leave that for matt's science segment and stick to interesting news stories please 
I Thank actually, you. My next new segment. New story number two. Okay, my new segment number two. Uh, Pastor Joey Svensson tries to do a story for Toby's Damn News, which causes a riot, thousands killed, and many jailed. <laughs> many jailed. In, in South Carolina. That was my next one. I'll just skip over. It seems kind of boring. Anyway, this goes from Fox News. Mom of the year, question mark. Mother spider feeds herself to babies. Ugh. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, it says the insect world may have found the mom of the year in the female Stegodiphus linatus, a, de- <laughs> a desert spider that feeds herself to her young shortly after they are hatched. Uh, and they call this matrophagy. Uh, it was first discovered by a German archaeologist. Ernst Coleman. Oh Man, this is a lot of big words I'm saying You're here. You're not getting any of them this, right. This is tough. I think I'm getting them all right. Uh, in the 70s, so the behaviors of regurgitation and matrophagy are not... <laughs> how do you say it? It's matrophagia, as in M-A-T-E-R, mater, and then phagia is to eat, eat something. G-Y. Yeah. Matrophagia. Matrophagia, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's... Gia, are not the new to the discovery here. Um, it, this spider is found in semi-arid regions of Israel and other parts of the Mediterranean basin, as well as throughout the Near East and Asia Minor. Uh, and the female, uh, Stegodiphus, spins her webs in shrubbery. Um, when they s- study this, basically inside the web, she creates a silk disc that contains 70 to 80 eggs while her intestine tissues begin to dissolve. When the spiderlings hatch, she pierces the silk disc, allowing the babies to th- emerge. And here's where it gets kind of crazy. At this time, a liquid has already accumulated in her gut, allowing her to start regurgitating to her young. Uh, while she regurgitates, the process in her intestines intensifies and the liquid formed probably travels back through her intestinal tube to her mouth where she secretes it for her young. This is the worst part. The babies crawl all over her head trying to get the liquid that is leaking from her face. She makes no attempt to escape as her young eventually pierce her soft abdomen with their mouths before feasting on her liquefied guts inside. Yikes. So, I mean, has your mom ever done anything like that for you? No, I don't. Yeah, she doesn't seem to care at all. And relatively, does that speaking. gross you out though? Because you are kind of a little bit petrified of spiders. Uh, I definitely. The, the idea of a bunch of spiders just crawling over another spider eating it—that that just grosses me out. Yeah, the whole the whole thing is bad. All right, moving on. This is Yahoo as well, and this is my final story. Now that last story, the gum one, is Yahoo. Yeah. Now I don't know, but my suspicion lately is every time I hear something Yahoo, it's junk. Yahoo okay. is junk news, in my opinion. All right. Well, I mean, I just want to go on record with yeah. that. I, I would say, junk. yep. I, th- most for me personally, most things that you say are junk. So you may finally be able to get drunk in a Taco Bell legally. Now, I thought now, this I was like awesome. That. I thought this was awesome because if you've drank too much, where's the number one restaurant you have you're to go straight to? to Taco Bell? You anyway. have to. It's the only place open. Yeah. Fourth meal, yeah. fifth meal, all those stuff. So I think that's really cool. Uh, let's see here. So uh, this is. Uh, now we may soon live in a world where you can drink in Taco Bell without having to hide your alcohol from the assistant manager. A new franchise in Chicago's Wicker Park neighborhood has applied for a liquor license. Um, Eater reports if the license is approved, it would be the first Taco Bell in the world to legally serve alcohol. So my point is, and what I've thought about now, I think in Seattle, Starbucks tried to do this too, right? Yeah. Kind of near your, your yeah. old apartment, serve alcohol. I'm wondering, is it, 
do, do most restaurants not do it just because it's super hard to get a, a alcohol? Super hard legally to deal with. Why is with? it so hard? I don't understand why it would be so hard to get a, an alcohol license. It's, it's uh, Well, it's a couple of reasons. So, one, we, we have a very obviously puritanical right. society that we're built on that is like that. So, yes. in Europe, it's not. Sure. And then, secondly, it's a, it's, a, it's a remnant of organized crime, even, like from after Prohibition right. and the distributors and all the stuff like that. It's, it's almost a relatively crooked market where you have to go through this person that tips out to this person. You have to buy it from the distributor. There's a bunch of loopholes in there where a bunch of people are on the take. Yeah. As far as, and it's different in every state. So, every state and every region has different laws and rules and what you can ship and how you have to yeah. do it. So it's it's real it's actually kind of a crooked system overall. Yeah, the thing that sticks out to me is right now uh, we're on tour and riding down the road. Actually, it's probably hear the road noise, but uh, in Texas, I believe that you can have an open container as long as it's not the driver. Right? There's some states that you can. And I'm not sure it, if Texas some, is. Mississippi and, is definitely that yeah, way. And some states like it, there's certain cities where you can have open containers walking around downtown, like New Savannah. Orleans, downtown Memphis. Yeah. Yep. So I wonder if we just made it easier and said any restaurant can have alcohol, you can drink alcohol wherever you want, would that not even self-regulate more to where, pe- where it would be instead of having to hide it? Because it's not like people aren't getting drunk in public, and it's not like people aren't sneaking alcohol yep. into their cars or into the drive through or into the restaurant at Taco Bell or whatever. So I kind of think maybe the oppressive side of that, the puritanical stuff you were talking about, maybe that actually causes people to drink more and abuse it, as opposed to if it was just here it yep. is, maybe people wouldn't abuse it well, as much. Another example of that is they're trying to deregulate the bar closing times because right. the bar closes at 2 so you have to get hammered between yep. 1 and 2 yeah. and then when they get out all bars release at the same time so at 2.30 in the streets of a big city where there's a lot of bars it's a mess Yeah. so if they simply either didn't close or closed at different staggered closing times yeah um, then you wouldn't you would not have that problem of the violence and the after bar fights. They have that in Australia. They were talking yeah. about a lot, but yeah, it, totally. it, in the United States as well, it's a mess because of the because uh, people are going to do what they're going to do, and then you put the constraints on it, and then that over exaggerates some of the consequences of what of how people respond to get so, around it. So, Joey, you're a pastor. Why do you hate people that drink alcohol? Well, it's just the image. If if you see someone with a beer in their hands. You can be sure that they're beating their wife, and you just don't want to send that message. <laughs> I think let it all ride. I think that it will self-regulate and it'll always be better. I think a lot of the rules and regulations that we put on people, in fact, cause the ap- opposite result for yeah, sure. I think so, so, too. All right, that's the damn news with Toby Morrell. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, Toby. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. You so- never do, my friend. It's because no, you're that's je- not true. It's because you're that's jealous. Not- it's because it's you're jealous of the empire that I've built. You built an empire? Yeah, a news empire. It's a news empire. Like it's just kind of like uh, Rupert Murdoch. My why my, is it that my the, ratings why, are why higher the, than Fox News have, and CNN combined? Have you heard of Ted Turner? Why is it that the only way someone can get to this news is through bad Christian empire? That's that's a, that's, you, a, you, that's you, on purpose. That's proprietary. You see. Yeah. You just don't get it, my friend. My my Nielsen ratings are are through the roof. It's unbelievable. That's like that's like saying like one ski ball machine in the empire of Chuck E. Cheese is an empire in itself. Man, great analogy, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>
Well, here's what I would like to say. This news is actually, in fact, brought to you by all the people that have supported the new Emory record. You are never alone. We would not have been Heck able yeah. to make that. We would not have been able to make that record without you, and we'd not be able to have BC Music, which this record is coming out on. So, thank you guys so much. All of this support helps us to keep Bad Christian going and to sign new bands and to put out records that we really care about. So thank you guys so much for sure. By the way, I don't know if y'all know this or not. We're constantly reading a script when doing this podcast. None of it is improvised. None, zero. Except for right now, our script has an error in it, and there's no final joke. So yes, we're going to have to improvise through. So I think maybe we just skip the joke and go straight to laughter. Yeah, totally. Our, Andy, our bass player, thinks that he our, all of our laughter is totally real, and he, he, he you know he thinks it's just awesome, but it is 100% fake. So we're going to prove it right now. prove it right now. Watch the acting skills. You ready? Uh, insert joke here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and scene. <laughs>